0: However, because Xilin was extremely nervous and overly self conscious, his eyes were still tightly shut, making him completely oblivious to the situation at hand. The last time when they exchanged air underwater, it was Hua Cheng who had initiated it. He was domineering and the kiss was deep. Afterward, Xilin didn't dare to recall the event, only remembering that his lips were swollen and numb. Since he was taking the lead this time around, he was very cautious, and only placed his lips softly on top of the others, as if he was afraid he'd accidentally wake Hua Cheng up by exerting too much force. But upon reflection, wasn't his goal to wake Hua Chung If his kiss was too light and the air was to leak out from the slight gap between their lips, then wouldn't this all be for naught? Thus, Xiu kept his eyes closed as he recited excerpts from the Ethic Sutra at lightning speed. He pulled away and gently inhaled before pressing his lips against Hua Chang's once more. This time, the kiss was much deeper than the one before. Xiu fully captured Hua Chang's thin, cool lips and gently blew in air. In that process, his eyes were closed the entire time, not daring to look. After having delivered five or six breaths, he thought that maybe he should press Hua Cheng's chest a bit. But who knew that the moment he opened his eyes, he would be staring squarely into Hua Cheng's own pair of widened eyes. Shiren's hands were still cupping Ho Cheng's cheeks, and their lips had only just parted, the sensation of soft, gentle numbness still remained. In an instant, it was like the two both turned into stone statues, as if with but a breeze they would shatter. Shilian was of course petrified, but Ho Chang, who had always remained carefree in the face of anything, was equally stunned. Shelin really didn't know how he hadn't just died from all the blood rushing to his head. And it was a good moment before he uttered, Sun Lung, you're awake. Ho Chang didn't speak. Shelin instantly dropped his hands and leapt back a few feet. No, 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 he said. No, no, no. It's not what you think. I just wanted to. He trailed off. To what? Deliver air? Would a ghost need air? Even he himself wouldn't believe it if he said it out loud. The words got stuck in Shilin's throat. Chung also pushed himself up, extending a hand toward him, as if forcing him to be calm as well. Your Highness, you just calm down first, he said. Shilin held his head between his hands, his entire person was a mess, and in the end he put his hands together as if in prayer and bowed madly at Ho Chang. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he said. Having shouted his apologies, he whipped around and ran, fleeing the scene. Ho Chang finally snapped out of it and rose to his feet, chasing right after him, shouting from behind. Your Highness! She then covered his ears and screamed, his penitence as he ran. I'm sorry. Die, just die. If he can't die, then just dig a hole somewhere and pretend to be dead, he thought. He dashed rapidly and instantly he charged into the thick of the forest. As he ran, suddenly something that resembled a sharp arrow came flying at him. Shinin might have been under great shock, but his skills were not lacking. He caught a bone spur with the sweep of his hand. He came to an abrupt stop and looked to where the attack came from. Yet there was nothing there, only shaking branches. There was danger in the bushes and he immediately calmed down, turning around and running back. Sunlang, he cried. Ho Chang was already following close behind and Shilin's turn almost made him run into his embrace. Lin grabbed his hand and dashed out of the woods. Run, there's something in the forest, he said. Ho Chang, who was chasing after him, was now dragged back where they came from. It was only when they got back to the beach that Lin let out a breath of relief. We weren't followed, thank goodness, he said. Ho Chang also commented, Earn, there's some things on this island but don't worry, they won't follow us here. Hearing this, Xie Lin instantly remembered. How could Hua Ho Cheng possibly be afraid of those things? Then he looked down and he was still clutching Hua Cheng's hand. Xie Lin froze again, hurriedly letting go and jumping aside. With some distance between the two of them, they were both silent for a moment before Hua Cheng's side pulled at the collar of his clothes and spoke. Thank goodness Gogo rescued me earlier. A human body really is quite inconvenient. His going into the sea, I choked on mouthfuls of salty water. Disgusting. Shilian wasn't dumb. He knew that Huachang was giving him an easy out, but he could only follow along and mumbled vaguely with his head bowed. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. After a pause, Kho Chang added, but Goga didn't do it correctly. Shelian was taken aback and asked with trepidation, Did I not i I thought I only needed to blow in some air. Yeah, that's incorrect. Hoa Chang replied, Don't do this to anyone else so casually in the future, otherwise, otherwise, not only would he not save a life, he might just end it. He spoke in such a serious tone that Shi felt rather ashamed. Good thing he'd never done such a thing before. Otherwise, he'd really be committing a sin. He hurriedly swore, I won't, I won't. Hua Chang nodded and grinned. Although Shi really wanted to ask Hua Chang for some instructions on just how it should be done, he did not speak any more on the matter. He noted this mentally and looked around. Is this island really deserted, without a trace of people? He asked. Of course, Hua Chang replied. This is the heart of the Blackwater Demon Lair, Blackwater Island. He was very confident. Crimson Rain salt Flower, and ship-sinking Blackwater must know each other. Shailin asked, Lang, have you been here before? Hua Chang shook his head. Never. But I know of this island, he responded. She knitted his brows and said, I wonder where Lord Windmaster and the others have drifted to, whether they're also on the island. This place was a blackwater demon lair in the South Sea. Ming's main domain was the North. The Earthmaster wasn't a martial god, and there was no need to speak on what condition the Windmaster was in. If anything should happen, and they incurred the ire of Blackwater Demon Shuan, then the only one who could fight back would be the Water Master. Yet who knew when Sherwudu's heavenly calamity would hit? The current situation wasn't looking very optimistic. Shereen asked, Sunlan, does Blackwater Demon Shuan have a temper? If heavenly officials accidentally intruded in his domain and entered his house, what would he do? It's hard to say, Ho Chang said, but Gurga should have heard that saying before too. Crimson rules the land, black masters the seas. Here at the Blackwater Demon Lair, even I have to watch my step. Not just because this was the heart of Blackwater's domain, but also as one supreme to another, Ho Chang should leave the other some face so they could still interact in the future. Then we best leave here soon, Shilin said. They roughly circled around the island, but the two never re-entered the forest. Shillian called out a few times, but didn't hear the windmaster or anyone else respond. Maybe they didn't drift to the blackwater island, Kho Cheng surmised. The two came back to the beach. The surface of the sea was still heavy with gloom. Shilin picked up a log from the ground, and threw it far out into the distance. A log such as that one should technically float on water, yet upon the surface of the sea, metres away, it instantly shrank. She then looked back at the thick forest and said, It looks like it'd be useless to build a canoe. The distance shortening array won't work here either. How do you think we should leave this island? Who says it's useless? Ho Chang asked. But only Coffinwood that's housed the deceased can float in this black water demon lair. Shilin started to explain. But before he finished, he immediately remembered. Coffinwood. There were trees everywhere. And a deceased? There was one right before his eyes. Sure enough, Ho Chang smiled. Won't it be fine once I lie inside? He asked. Although he was smiling, Shenyan's heart squeezed for some reason. Ho Cheng flattened his palm and the scimitar Erming appeared within that palm. Since they said they'd do it, they went straight to work and started collecting materials. Since they didn't go deep into the forest, they didn't run into any ambushing creatures. And soon enough, they managed to chop down a number of trees. A whole day of labor went by in the blink of an eye, and the sky was growing dim. The two divided the work and fought each other to take up tasks, so their efficiency was amazingly high. By evening, the coffin was pretty much built. Throughout the entire journey, children had only eaten half a steamed bun and was already bitterly starved. But the sooner the coffin was made, the sooner they could leave. So only once the coffin was formed did he find an excuse to go catch some fish. Yet within the waters, of the Blackwater Demon Lair, how could there be fish? Returning empty handed, Xilian turned around to the edge of the forest and picked a few wild fruits from non dangerous areas. Who knew that once he returned, Ho Chang had already started a campfire? He sat by the fire, one hand supporting his cheek, while the other held a branch, a wild hare forked upon it, being roasted. That wild hare was already cleaned up, its skin roasted such that it was dripping with juice. Crisp and golden, the smell of meat fragrant, exceedingly alluring. Once he saw that Shilin had come back, Khoi Chang smiled and moved his hand, passing the branch over. Shilin took it and exchanged the wild fruits for it. These are all edible, he said. The two of them were still wet and dripping, and other than that, they were soaked in the seawater. Their clothes were also damp from sweat. However, they both had a tacit understanding, and didn't mention anything about stripping out of their clothes to dry them. The meat of that wild hare was crispy on the outside, but tender on the inside. Having bitten in lightly, Shillian's teeth could feel the burn, but he still couldn't stop biting into the meat its deliciousness staying on his lips. Still, Shailin divided the portion in half, giving the other to Gho Chang before sighing in awe. Sun Lung has such amazing skills. Gho Chang laughed. Really? Then thanks Gogo Go for the compliment. It's true, Lin said. Whether it be carpentry or cooking, I've never met anyone better than you. That noble, gracious, special someone really lucked out. When he said this, he acted like he was very focused on eating his hair. But Hua Chang seemed to be silent. It was a moment later before Hua Chang's voice came softly. That I could meet that person. It's me who lucked out. Xilin didn't know what to say and seemed to focus even harder on eating. It was a while later before he realized that Ho Chang was calling him. go Gurga. Dazed, go Dazed, replied, Huh? Ho Chang tossed him a handkerchief, and it was only then that Shielin realized that he was chomping too hard. Half his face was covered with grease, exceedingly silly. Instantly, he felt embarrassed and he reached for the handkerchief to wipe himself clean. Ho-Chung passed him the other half of the roasted hair too. go must be starving, don't rush yourself, he said. She lin took the roasted hair and was slightly stunned for a moment, but in the end, he still couldn't hold back. He asked, Sun-Lang, just what kind of person is that special someone? How come you haven't won them over yet? Shillian genuinely believed that if Hua Chang wanted anyone, there'd be no one on this earth who could resist his advances. Yet that day, Ho Chang had said that he hadn't won that person over yet. He couldn't help but feel rather grim, and an odd feeling toward this person that the ghost king fancied grew. Maybe it was because he felt that the other party didn't have good taste, or maybe they were taking it all for granted. Ho Chang replied, It's alright if Gurga finds it funny. The truth is, I'm afraid. Whether it was from a sense of injustice or fear that Ho Chang was deprecating himself, Xie Lin responded in a serious tone. What's there to be afraid of? You're a supreme ghost king, the Crimson Reign. Sword flower. Hua Cheng laughed out loud. What shitty ghost king, he said. If I was really that awesome, I wouldn't have been so powerless when people hung me up to beat me hundreds of years ago. Well, you can't say it like that, Xilin said. Everyone has to go through it to grow up. But just as he said it, he recalled that when he first ascended, he didn't seem to have ever experienced humiliation of that sort. He cleared his throat lightly. Ho Chang said, that person saw me at my worst. Then, I'm very envious of that, Shailin replied. Hearing him say so, Ho Chang gazed over. Shailin stopped eating and said gently, but I can sort of understand your feelings. After a pause, he continued, There was also a period of time in my life that wasn't easy and during that time I'd constantly think if someone should witness this version of me who rolled in dirt and couldn't get up but could still love me for who I was it'd be great. Still, I don't know if there's anyone like that and I daren't show that part of my past to anyone either. But if it's someone that Sun Lang yearns for I think that even if they saw you at your worst, they wouldn't say something like, Ah, you're not so great after all. His face grew solemn and he continued, To me, the one basking in infinite glory is you. The one fallen from grace is also you. What matters is you and not the state of you. I admire Sun Lung very much, so I want to understand You're everything, so I'm very envious that someone has already met that kind of you. It's an affinity that only comes by chance and couldn't be begged for. Whether that bond should continue is three parts fate and seven parts courage. That campfire was crackling soundly and for a good while the two remained silent. Shelyan softly cleared his throat and rubbed his forehead. Have I said too much? he asked. How embarrassing. No, what you said was good, very right, Hua Chang replied. Shelin let out a breath of relief and quickly returned to munching on his wild hair. Hua Chang added, Not just that, but there's also many other reasons. Shelin felt that he spoke too much and wanted to end the subject immediately. Besides, He just couldn't understand why he would say so much just now and why encourage Hua Cheng to bravely pursue his beloved. It wasn't like he was a heavenly official in charge of marriage, so he could only mumble a reply. After that speech, the air between the two seemed rather delicate and they quickly finished eating to continue their labour. Soon, that coffin was officially complete. Chang pushed the newly constructed coffin into the water, and then he hopped in lightly, sitting inside. A chunk of wood that long and heavy really floated on the water and didn't sink. That coffin hadn't been made wide in width, and when Shailin lifted his robes to step in, it didn't feel like there was enough space to sit. Just then, muffled roars of thunder rang in the skies, and gloomy clouds rolled. Violet flashes of lightning streaked faintly. Sounds of explosions erupted next to the ears unexpectedly here and there. Then threads of rain came falling down from the skies and soon they came thicker and thicker. It seemed a storm was approaching. Fortunately, the two didn't slack off while labouring, even building a cover for the coffin. Otherwise, it wouldn't take long for it to be filled with rainwater once it was pushed into the sea and sink into the depths. The two looked at each other and Shilin said in a low voice, Sorry. Hua Chang didn't say anything more either and laid down inside the coffin. Shilin entered too and pulled the cover closed. As if a light was blown out, they sunk into the darkness. The coffin entered the sea and floated errantly for a while. Outside, pouring rain was beating on the cover. Within, the two spoke not a word. Being squished in a narrow space, their bodies couldn't help but be pressed hard against one another, allowing the waves to pull and push, flip and flop. Shailene used one hand to push against the edge of the coffin to steady himself, hoping to make more room. He said lightly knocking, against the wood. Hua Chang reached out and rested his hand on his back, pressing him to his chest, the other hand shielding his head. Shilin didn't even dare to breathe harshly. Sun Lan, how about we change around? He asked. Change what? Hua Chang asked. You on top and me on the bottom, Shilin replied. Isn't top and bottom the same? Kho Chang asked. Xie Lin was afraid he was too heavy and said, This journey of ours will take at least a day. Your body right now is only 17 or 18, right? I'm a martial god after all. Very heavy. Before he finished his words, he added, "San Lang, don't, don't just suddenly turn back. Although it was hard to see in the dark, he could still feel Kho Chang was pressed close against him, transforming. While that change was minute, he still sensed it, and assumed that Ho Chang had probably transformed back to his true form. Sure enough, when Ho Chang spoke again, his laugh was in a deeper voice, veritably the voice of his true form. Shirin lay on his chest, helpless, but after the change, that unknown awkwardness did lighten a bit. He raised his leg slightly, hoping to shift his body and change position. But suddenly, Gha Chang stopped laughing. He said in a dark voice, Don't move. Shilin froze. Just then, there was a large sound and the coffin the two were riding in violently sank. Shilin was bewildered. What's going on? he asked. Soon after, there was another roaring sound and the two forcibly flipped around inside the coffin. It seemed that the entire coffin canoe itself had rolled around. Thank goodness there weren't any leaks, but that couldn't be guaranteed should there be multiple rounds. Hua Chang pressed down on him and said, Something's got its eye on this coffin canoe.